Welcome to Bridge from Nowhere, life on the far northern edge of America. This week, Jamie, Lou, and myself, I'm Andy, are joined for the entire episode by Ninjaneer Marissa Capito to kick off Pooh Corner 2.0. The reboot includes audio of actual poo-eating microbes. <laughs> Jamie discusses the dangers of growing up with a jazz musician father. And with a, with a salt shaker, and he and I would sit at the dining room table, and we would just eat handfuls of it. Of raw beef? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Marissa encourages us to visit the Nugget Mall. Nugget Mall, the natural choice. Meow. But first, like Kiss... In the late 70s, the Bridge from Nowhere hosts are coming out with solo shows. Debuting first, it's The Lou Show. The, the Lou, Lou Show. Nothing to talk about, nothing to do. K-L-O-U. No hey you, it's Lou. The Lou Show. Hi everybody. Lou, tell us another droll story about Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, behind my house was a creek, and it was actually old mine runoff. I saw those pictures from the, uh, what's that mine up? Taku Tulsaqua? Yeah, right, Tulsaqua Mine. I saw pictures of it, and it looks almost exactly like the creek behind my house. It has that orange, rusty... Disgusting look to it. There's a there's a we used creek to play in that all the time. Kind of like that that's on the south end of of uh, of Sandy Beach. You mm-hmm. know when you go over where they shoot the howitzer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go around there. Mm-hmm. There's some old mine stuff going on there, and there's that deep orangey. Super. What is that? I guess it's rust, but I don't know what it is. I, I mean, either. It covered. I you threw something in there. It would cover it after a few months. Yeah. It, Did you ever like jump in there and come out and be orange? No, but we did play in it a lot. Sure. All the time. Boys love playing in creeks. I mean, yeah. Mine yeah. tailings. <laughs> yes. Everyone I, loves I playing to, in mine creeks. I have a friend named Sam Redfield. Sam, if you're listening, how's it going? Shout out to Sam. And uh, we used to, we were hung out second, third, fourth, fifth grade, I think, you know. We just kind of hit these, like, they were called the power lines back behind this uh, area that we lived in outside of Boston. And we'd go play in the creeks and we'd go and run and stuff and we'd go and we'd drink out of the creeks. <laughs> we were just kids. We were like, "Oh, it's a running creek. Drink out of it." You know, like we're Lose in the water. we're in the woods. Of course, we're in the middle of a <laughs> suburb, right? Right outside of 128 Boston. This you know really developed area. But for us, it was just. And then one day we're drinking out of a, the this this stream. We look just like five feet in front of us, and there's suds. <laughs> in oh, the never yeah. good. <laughs> oh man! Runoff, residential runoff. It's a little laundry oh. soap. It's a little laundry soap. Let's take a drink from Runoff Creek. Yeah, we were like, this is good. It's delicious. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Old rubber glove going by. I guess, yeah. <laughs> we never had that, but a couple times there were like these in Minnesota, there would be these huge thunderstorms, like flash flood thunderstorms kind of things, right? And every once in a while it would overwhelm whatever the storm drain system was. So the few parks in our suburb that were like in a hole would fill up with water. Like over, I remember once like to the top of the playground equipment. Wow. And it was like this huge, because like all the whole system got completely overwhelmed and all it all backed back up Jeez. into the park. And we would then just all jump in it and swim around. 
in this water that was literally gray. Like, just gray <laughs> runoff. Just dark runoff. Flood water. Flood water. Swimming in flood water. Just swimming around in standing <laughs> flood water. And it would stand there for a couple days. Uh-huh. And we'd like go to school and let's go to the park. We'd jump in and like it was funny, like dive down and swim around oh underwater God. between the playground. You remember doing that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was, like, wow. With their like, eyes eight touching years the water. Or something, like, yeah. Playing like it's a shipwreck or yeah, something. Yeah, totally. Or whatever. Like playing yeah. ship because we were in the Midwest. It was like super exciting. Yeah, playing <laughs> ship. You guys eyes gave open. me a hard time for going to the Alaskan hot tubs. <laughs> well, yeah. you know. We were projecting yes. our own tetanus. <laughs> that we all yes, because this is ten you. times yeah. cleaner than the Alaskan yeah. hot tub. This is it actually true. Right. That's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, he only got pink eye. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Big outbreak of pink eye in the schools. A lot of slips home to mom and dad. Yeah. yeah. So much pink eye. Yeah. Yeah. How about adventuring in the woods as you as a kid around here? Yeah. Yeah. Just getting out just, there, cabins, all that stuff. Rain yeah. and shine. Snow my dad, too. Of course. My dad had a skiff, so we did a lot of skiffing. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Snow. Back when we used to get big snow. Um. Back like, in the day. Back in my day, when it would be big snow. Actual <laughs> big snow. Big snow. Dickety six. We used to dig. Get snow up and get horseshoes. It used to snow every day. <laughs> it did. <laughs> we used to be able to like dig snow tunnel, like a network of snow tunnels oh, through like, the front yard. Like voles. Like we had, yeah. <laughs> we burrowed. Common redback voles burrowing in the snow. That was me. There were the days. Burrowing like voles. Burrowing like a vole. Fun though. Yeah, real yeah. fun. Do you have little like underground forts and stuff too? Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Super I like fun. building forts. Still do probably. Yeah. I haven't built it. When was the when last time, last time you guys have built a fort? Oh, man. It's been a while. I mean, the snow has Too not long. been great in well, Juneau. Well, you can build a fort with other things. Oh, like a couch oh. fort. Like a couch fort. Mm-hmm. Oh, or a last, fort. stick fort. No last, girls allowed. Last weekend. Or a... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're counting well, those kind of forts. Yeah. <laughs> this morning, I eat my breakfast. Yeah. I used to build the... To, to hide from my sister at breakfast, I used to build the, the cereal... Box oh, for it right around Stop your. Stop looking at me! <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, mom! She's looking at me. I'm not touching totally. you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Yeah, finger. <laughs> the finger right between the eyes, but not touching. But not touching. Yeah. Not touching. Yeah. Yeah. Not touching. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yes. Get you a smack now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? Do you have brothers and sisters? I have a sister. Oh, are you older or younger? I'm younger. You're you younger. Oh, fights? so yeah, Me, I'm fights? younger too. Yeah. Lou's older. Jamie's only, only child. Only child. Whoa. So, I know. That's why I'm such a selfish, arrogant, terrible person. Being a young, yeah. being that a younger it. sibling yeah. is a is a it's a it's a it's a treat. Fire walk with me is what it is, man. Yeah, it's a hell. Is it exactly like that movie? It's a lot like it. Okay. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. How, how much old, how much younger? 3 are you? years. Oh, okay. So it's perfect because you're so you're you're young enough that you're really younger yeah. and you're gullible and you'll fall for anything. But you, but it's close enough in age that you're still in her world. I was still like kind of in her world. Yeah. And annoying as a result, right? If it was five years younger, it would have been like, oh, my little younger, bro-, you know. But at that, for for many years, it was just sort of that ah contentious thing, you know, in annoyed by me all the time, and yeah. So we didn't. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough for a while. How about you guys? Did you get along pretty well, or no? Oh, I know, right. That's funny. We're we're seven years apart. So seven. Oh, yeah. So, so we you didn't were... have a lot to relate to. Oh, okay. Growing like when we were young, young. Yeah. 
and um, I was probably just a thorn in her side. <laughs> sure, I mean you can imagine. I'm yeah. I think back too, and I think, oh gosh, I'm. Probably was a huge embarrassment to her well, all the time. Your you know, sister but. had like a whole life, like seven years before you were born. Right. When you're a kid, yeah. that's like a whole lifetime. Right. And then suddenly it all changes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You like got a you got a thing going. Yeah. And then suddenly you got a whole not, thing with mom and dad. It's, it's not, working. It's I mean, as an only child, anymore. man, when you're the only kid, it's just working. <laughs> I remember when she left yeah. for college, it was like, I can finally go into her room. Yeah. And I went in there. And I did some rooting <laughs> around. Just went bananas. <laughs> rooting around. <laughs> <laughs> hours. That was the first thing I did. It wasn't even sad. No. I was just like, <laughs> just yes, dig I finally got to touch land. all the stuff that I wasn't allowed to touch or Man. even look at. Yeah. It's so funny. What, like, did she have a prized collection of one particular thing that you remember? There was, we had a single Transformer, like the one. toy. Oh, which one? Oh, I remember which one. It was Optimus Prime, yeah. and it was hers, and I was not allowed to touch that. And for some reason, she still had it when she was in high school, and I played with that thing. When she left. When she left. Yeah. Finally. Finally got to... And then... Did you break it? No. Oh, you shouldn't. I was very... I was very... Because I wanted to continue playing. She gently transformed him, just um, like very carefully. And then we all had... We had a backyard with a bunch of trees in it as people do here and um my dad put up a rope swing on one of the trees and she decided that only she could use the rope swing wow <laughs> and that was her fort she was like this uh, is my fort you can have your own fort and i was like well where's my fort gonna go and she pointed to just like a pile of dirt next to some <laughs> devil's club and was like that's your fort and of course I was like, okay, I guess that's my fort. It doesn't seem as good as yours, but... My fort hurts me. <laughs> Your parents come out and you're just, la, 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 la. I'm in my fort. Yeah. So Covered in devil's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I and know, older just, siblings, It's so man. weird, like, you, you don't, like, when you're that young, you don't think about, like, how weird that stuff is. Like, we had... um. My sister did dessert rations, so if there was, like, a batch of cookies, like, Monday's a two-cookie day, Tuesday's a three-cookie day, to ensure that nobody would have more cookies than anyone else. And, like, no, like I didn't wow. question it. I was like, okay, it's it's two-cookie day. It's just, that's just the day it is. <laughs> right. Because you're just young and you don't know. That doesn't occur to you that that's a weird or absurd <laughs> right. in any way. Because you're 12, too. When she leaves, you're 12, right, for college. I was. Or even younger. Yeah, I was I was ten. Ten, so you really aren't. You're not. You're just at the cusp of questioning stuff like right, that. Right, right. And then and then she leaves, and so the rules are gone. All like the those cookies kinds of, are yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> Shove. Yes. It's a Marissa cookie day. <laughs> Monday is a twenty-seven cookie day. As an only child, every day was a twenty-seven yeah. cookie day. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be real oh, nice. Great. But beyond cookies, confess some of the eating that you and your dad did together. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, they talked about this before on the show. I don't didn't think I? so. Really? Is that possible? I don't think you've talked about this before. Wow. So, dad, my dad was a jazz musician, and my dad would play gigs like late at night and get home at like one in the morning, and my mom would be long asleep. And I, did, I was like, even as a kid, I was a night person, so I'd sometimes be up or I'd hear him come home, and I'd kind of like try to wait for him to come home. And he'd come home, and he would just have – he'd have, like, early in the day, he'd have gotten, like, a pound of ground beef at the butcher. And he would just take it out of the fridge and with a, with a salt shaker. And he and I would sit at the dining room table, and we would just eat handfuls of it. 
Of raw beef? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, hardcore. Raw ground beef until it was gone. What did it taste like? It was delicious. It's and beef I was like, tartare. I was I mean, like it's... seven or eight years old. It tasted so good, just salty and rich and like fatty, you sick fatty yeah. and thick. And not that I ever remember. No. I was screaming a little Logie the next day, like at gym class. But yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Meat sweats. Oh, meat sweats. So raw meat sweats. Just straight raw ground beef like twice a week. Three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> That's intense. Like like a pound. I must have eaten a pound of ground beef raw, easily raw, a week as a kid. Raw salted <laughs> yeah. ground beef. Easily. Raw, heavily salted ground beef. Like, Late at night, know? by the way. Yeah, and look at me know? now. The picture of health. Yeah, and, I'm amazed. I'm amazed I lived this long. So, this, so is my dad after, would, this is after dinner and before right, breakfast. Right, yeah, right, this right. is at 2 this in the is, morning. This is at 2 in the morning. This is on the night a, lunch. On a Tuesday. What are you guys, hobbits? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so my dad would give me the salt shaker, and sometimes in my memory as a kid, I can remember putting so much salt on it that, like, you couldn't see the meat anymore. Oh, yeah, and he probably just let you, like, Oh, yeah, he's oh, just he's like, hey, fine. man, yeah, do what you need to do. And then, yeah, yeah. and just shoveling, like, I always, I, I still remember just, like, it came in that little, like, paper boat, and I'd just reach in with my hand. No, no utensils. I bet it felt cool, too. Salt, it, the whole experience was amazing. It smelled great. I bet it feels a lot like When poo. was the last time you did feels that? Feels a lot like what? Poo. It, well, similar, similar texture, I bet. Does it? Depends on the poo. Not mine. Maybe we should do a side by side. We should do it. I don't. I don't think we should <laughs> do that. Test. No. Touch little, that. Those mystery boxes. Those mystery boxes. Like the so really Who can yeah. use his dirty hand? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, somehow the heat got yeah. sick on that one. <laughs> when was the last time you did that? Raw ground beef. Yeah. Oh, I think when I was like. 12 or 13, my dad shifted to big, long swords of salami for a while. <laughs> oh. So we would eat those. So you don't really have the taste for it? Like, it isn't something that you feel like, oh, I'd love to try that again? Not really yeah. anymore. I mean, for a long time, I would get, like, rare hamburgers and stuff like that. And now I actually don't even really eat hamburgers anymore. Yeah. I don't really like them. Yeah. I don't like Funny. the way they taste. Yeah. Now, um, the other indulgence I remember as the only child that would, would happen at coffee shops. Oh, well, at diners, diners. Diners and breakfast places. Um they would, you know, they put out like that bowl of little individual plastic creamers for your yeah. coffee, right? I grew up in the Midwest and I love me some dairy. So I would just like drink those. The little shooters? <laughs> the little shooters. I would have like <laughs> 10 half and half shooters. And then my mom would ask for more. And they'd bring like another bowl. And my parents didn't really drink a lot of coffee and they didn't use the creamer at all. So I would do like 20 half and half shooters. <laughs> wow. Yeah, at a breakfast. Yeah. Just, and also eat breakfast, of course. Yeah, and then, you know, eat breakfast. like a Denver omelet at Denny's or whatever. Half yeah. and half is delicious. Though. Like sometimes. Oh, it is. And we're like the only country that's into it. You know, like Europeans oh come over to America and they're like, where's the milk? Yeah. I, knew, I want my tea and I want milk. And there's nothing but half and half everywhere. More fat. No, more, more fat. fat. More and fat. That's we know what's good. I have a taste for. Oh man, just, yeah. the, but the little something about the little yeah, things yeah, the made little, it more satisfying. What's the difference yeah. between half and half and heavy whipping cream? It's half as milk is whole half. milk and and cream mixed together is <laughs> what happens. So it's pretty fatty, but it's not quite as bad as the heavy whipping cream. I want to make hot chocolate with heavy whipping. cream. So I've made. I I used to That's make coffee with heavy do. whipping yeah, cream I have too, and just and then, you know what? And the oil slicks. Oh yeah, stir yeah. gets on the top. So it's good. like amazing. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> stir. You gotta do a lot of stirring. Oh yeah. my god, is it it's good? So good. But it's Ugh. not good for you, I don't no, think at it's all. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. That's fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. All right. Tales of indulgences and uh, 
and siblings and lack thereof. And yes. <laughs> Good times. And yeah. Lou, we didn't touch on you, but you're an older sibling. You oh, have yes. many tales of uh, laid down the law, and you had older. to. Did you feel? Did you feel as an older sibling, as the only older sibling here? Did you feel it necessary? Did you feel that it was your responsibility? How? Do, why does that happen? Why is it just old... a power trip? It's a combination of all of the above. You you feel like it's a little bit of your responsibility to look out for in yeah, quotes yeah. the little kid. Got to watch out for Regulate. the stupid, stupid younger siblings <laughs> <laughs> that they don't make the same mistakes you did when you were their age, <laughs> or you guide them carefully into the same mistakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You will go into that. Jagger so bush. when my sister convinced me to get a mullet when I was five, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> guiding oh, no. me in the, yes. <laughs> to teach mullet. you <laughs> what a mullet is, both <laughs> spiritually and physically. My kindergarten picture I had was rocking a mullet. A mullet. Wow. And she told me. Which now you're thankful for. So my friend's mom one time was playing with some kids and this little girl came up, and they were playing princess. Mm. She was princess whatever, and the other girls were princess this and princess that. And this annoying girl came up who they didn't like. And she said, I want to play princess. I said, okay, you can be princess diarrhea. <gasps> and she said, <laughs> diarrhea, it's a beautiful name. I'm princess diarrhea. <laughs> la, 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 princess diarrhea. <laughs> They're all laughing. And then the next day in school, she ran up to her and said, I hate you! You're so mean! Now I know what diarrhea is! Princess diarrhea! Do, 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 do. With the beautiful brown dress. <laughs> so kids can be mean. Kids are cruel. Kids can be mean, Bridge from Nowhere. talk about an epic epic trick that's uh kind of just can only be done here in alaska and in southeast alaska lou you were just on a 10-day kayak trip 10 days was it 100 100 miles i heard i I was gone for about 10 days but uh kayaking for six of those okay 100 miles in six days i think that's what we did yeah so it described this trip it was from cake we took the state ferry alaska state ferry from uh, Juneau to Cake, which is south of here. And then we embarked from Cake. There was four of us in kayaks. And one and, intrepid, <laughs> right? I, this is amazing. And a rowing dory. Rowing. Andrew Washburn, who uh, works at the museum, who got the trip together, wanted to take his rowing dory down there. So, he rode the whole way. Then it, it must have been harder than kayaking, right? Yeah, because he would see us just flitting about, <laughs> la, 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 <laughs> smiling and laughing, and he was just <gasps> like on a slave galley yeah. or something, just working like a horse, just at a <laughs> yeah. against the tide, against the wind. And he had to row with that drummer up front, going boom, 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 boom. <laughs> the bald guy with the. <laughs> Things on his wrists. Yeah, with those boom, chains on his hands. Hard. Boom. Hard to row with those chains, too. 
Yeah. Man, that's rough. And he didn't even bring a seat to sit on because he said he wanted Whoa. to see what it was like for the olden days, the guys that who actually fished from those dories. God. So uh, went from Cake South through Rocky Pass, which gets so skinny, it's almost like kayaking on a river. Yeah. And what you mean current wise and that kind of thing with the tides or Yeah, we try to plan things with the tides. So sometimes we got up really early, especially later in the trip we were getting up around four thirty in the morning. Because we didn't want to fight the tides. We wanted to ride the tides. Ride the tide. Ride the tide. Ride in the ride tide. Uh we stayed in one cabin, Devil's Elbow Cabin. Whoa. And the day before that, we stayed in a place with, that was Devil near... Devil Stinkter. <laughs> <laughs> um, we ate oysters there. At Devil's, pre- at Devil's Elbow? Yeah, we bought oysters at an oyster farm that was just outside of Cake. Cool. And, Fancy. Uh, uh. Stayed on some islands and... You see wildlife, a lot of bears, that kind of stuff? I have... thought we'd see a lot of bears. There's a thousand some bears on QU Island. Yeah. We were paddling mostly around QU, and there's the density is three to five bears per square mile. But we only saw three bears, and I think we saw one bear twice. And that was in Louise Cove, which is a terrible place to camp. There's nowhere to put a tent. Just too rocky. And- too wooded, too lumpy. You could tell when you're in a place... That doesn't get a lot of people because there's no camping spots. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Outside of Cake, we went to Horseshoe Island, and there was an old homestead (laughs) there. And that had nice flat areas, good places to camp. Uh, We also hit uh, Conclusion Island, the northern tip there. And I believe that had an old cabin at one point. So there's some places to camp there. Are those just old, like, are those like old fox farm kind of things? Or does anyone know? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they are. You could, you could still see some of the old topo maps say cabin, mm. but when you're there, oh. the only thing that's there is an old s- broken down stove parts or rusty bits or a, all the woods gone. Barrel. And yeah, out. everything's yeah. mostly gone. Right. You see a lot of marine life, critters on the water. Whales, 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 whales. We saw some orcas and humpbacks, but we mostly saw those at the tip near the end of the. Tr- Just a tip. We made it to Cape Decision Lighthouse, and we stayed there for three nights. Oh, cool. It's an amazing building. It's got a great view, the best, one of the best views in Southeast. How was it, like, paddling right there? Because that's, like, the ocean. That's the real... Going around Point St. Albans, we had to be careful with the current, so we tried to time the tide, so, again, so we weren't fighting them and we were paying attention to the wind and we would listen to the weather forecast and that part is a little tricky because it gets rocky there so there aren't as many places to yeah, land. Yeah, you can't just like pull over. So that day was a very long day because we wanted to make sure we can get around that and if not we'd be able to go back and find a camping spot. Now were you, now was your was your pace determined by Andrew though? Um, at, yeah, mostly. Yeah, I mean, it's just... <laughs> Both because he was generally the slowest. And also the navigator. Uh, I, did, I did a lot of navigation, oh, okay. but 
I carried the paper charts and he had the GPS. So we kind of right. went hand in hand. But also because he was more the, uh, he, he made people go and go. We wouldn't stop. Because we didn't want to miss certain tides sure. or yeah. um, the uncertainty. Coordinator. Of the trip made us be pretty conservative about some things. Yeah. So the main thing, one of the main goals of the trip was to, was a, it was a scouting trip for future trips. He wants to be able to take people out there, hmm. visitors and volunteers and on a six-day rowboat without a seat. <laughs> Kayak trip. <laughs> now he left the dory at the lighthouse. Yeah, that's cool. Oh. So now there's a vessel there, a little yeah, bit of something. And right. uh, some kayaks were donated. There's one kayak there and two more are coming. And um, the lighthouse was built in the 30s, automated in the 70s, and the Cape Decision Lighthouse Society maintains it. The... Coast Guard still maintains the light itself. So they, going, they come by every now and then. and Yeah. yeah. So are there like bunks in there to sleep on, or did you guys just like kind of roll out your camping stuff? Or There are four rooms in the building with uh, bunks in them. So we each had our own room except That's two nice. people. There are five of us. Yeah, cool. And it's uh, if you can make it out there, I recommend it. You can volunteer with the Lighthouse Society or talk to – any of the board members. and Now, once you're out there, what's there to do? Uh, the girls did a lot of yoga and sunbathing nice. on the helipad. Nice. While Andrew and I humped beach rocks up the tr- a hill to pour on the trail to make it less muddy. And some... we cut down, we cut limbs that went over the trail from windstorms. Did some fishing, though, too, right? And we did some fishing, caught some halibut. That's good. And uh, we got to watch uh, a family of orcas, and a baby orca was breaching. Oh, cool. And then you got, what happened? Did you get picked up out there? We got picked up, and uh, a crew was being dropped off, volunteer crew. Was picked up by a boat or picked up? A boat came and dropped okay. them off, and we got on that boat and headed to um, Whittier, I mean, not Whittier, uh, Wrangell. Okay. And then from Wrangell, took the ferry back with the kayaks that we took with us. Yeah, nice. wow. That's really cool. A lot of logistics to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of gear schlepping. Yeah. Because once you get to the landing at Cape Decision, you're not right at the lighthouse. you got to walk almost a mile through the woods, and the trail is, a, is pretty muddy. I've slipped. I tried to carry all this gear, and dry bags, they're not like backpacks. Yeah. They're hard to carry when you've got three of them, but. I slipped down this little hole, kind of, and on a creek, and everybody kept going. They didn't notice, and then I, I got water in my boots and mm. covered in mud, and then I kept going. Then I fell again because I couldn't see where I was going because I was holding the, the stupid oh. gear bags. And finally, I walked in. Oh, there you are. I can hear your <laughs> cursing already, though, when you're on the show. Damn it! Damn it! I'm going to keep going. <laughs> But, yeah, it was a pretty epic trip. Uh, yeah. A whale came out of nowhere and surfaced about 40 feet from me. Whoa. Cool. Which was quite Nerve exciting. Nerve-wracking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I guess the hardest part of the trip was the not not paddling for hours and hours, but 
just not stopping those last couple of days because we would go all day without stopping. I had to piss so badly <laughs> that I I have these waterproof gloves. I turned it inside out and I peed in one, <gasps> poured it out, did it again, two handfuls, rinsed it well. <laughs> uh, I didn't really use it again after that. But, no. uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But, you yeah. know, uh, better than going in the kayak. I guess. Yeah. I, I brought some gloves later. Wow. Yeah. For fishing Got some or something. Gloves no for, yeah. pee breaks even then. Not Did, even like, a literally pee break. Not Hardcore. That last day we, we really went. So it started for how at, many hours? We got up at 4.30, probably on the water and an hour and a half or so after packing down the yeah. tents and having breakfast and getting stuff ready. And then I think we got in... Uh... Ah, uh, hell, I don't know. I can't remember. 12 hours? No, 10 hours, maybe eight hours. Eight hours on the but water, that's a no break. Time to long, just like time. Time. be yeah. exercising and fighting uh, big water. What's the longest uh, adventure? Do you've you done some kayak adventures? Uh, a, f- a little. Yeah. Not, it's. More. Ca- I have a thing about. I I love adventuring, but I'm also very cheap. Mm-hmm. And so, like, buying gear is just, ugh. To me, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you don't so want. I've never spent the money to buy a kayak, and I probably know enough people that I could ask around and find one. But I so don't know. So, uh, hiking adventures, things like that, or you gotta hiking buy adventures. shoes. She, she's so, not wearing like, any. Yeah, I'm not even wearing shoes. Um, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's you gotta take advantage of these not rainy, warm days. You, you gotta yeah. not wear the socks. Yeah. Because I don't know. we've only had like four. Sockless days this year. I'm not even wearing pants. Yeah. How's the mm. weather when you're rainy? The great the the first day was great, sunny. Looking forward to sunny weather, and then uh, rained pretty damn hard. Mm-hmm. Some after that, the door shut. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hopes and dreams shattered. Been a... Everyone's been calling it July Julytober, right? So it's been rough. It's, it's been a bad brutal. summer. Really. Wait all year. Yeah. I you, wish it would just start snowing. Like if it's gonna, right. if yeah. we're just, if this is just how it's gonna be, let's just, just turn the snow. thermostat down and get it rolling. <laughs> just do it, right? I mean, I, just, I'm with I you. agree. Yeah, I'm with Go you. Go back yeah. into hermit mode. <laughs> turn on Netflix. Eat ice cream and is that what you did when meat? you got back? Ah, uh, yeah, eat I, some ice cream. I think I ate a pizza. Took a shower finally. Yeah, washed your hand. Wash your glove. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I did actually wash that glove. Come on, there they were. They said Patagonia on them. No you shower. Can't get rid of that. No shower facility out at the. No 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 water. No nothing like that out at the lighthouse itself. It does have facilities, but uh, we didn't turn on the electricity. Um, I I don't know what the what shower in, situation was yeah. there. What about in Wrangell? How long are you guys in Wrangell? Like no shower in Wrangell. Uh, I, I did take a shower in Wrangell uh, in, in, a, in a hotel. Fairy showers. Yes. Fairy showers are great. And fairy oh, showers. I have taken many a fairy shower. Uh, I love them. Unlimited hot water. When I, I wrung out that, so uh, that washcloth, it was brown water. Nice. And it went right down the drain to whatever they do with their poo in Wrangell. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Adventures yeah. in Southeast Alaska. Lou, we're glad you're back. Safe and sound. You were off the grid there. Yeah. yeah. Missed you. I had no idea what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see a missile from North Korea? 
while you're out there because they fired Some one. Jalopy thing. <laughs> that was it. Enter the water 50 yeah. meters from Pyongyang. <laughs> this can conceivably attack Alaska. If we send out a million, one of them might hit the Gulf of Alaska. <laughs> Nice. Steam-powered missiles. Yeah. That's, what you're, that's your theory. <laughs> 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 it's like an old, like, Bugs Bunny missile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me. Where, like, it actually makes a mouth and coughs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bridge from nowhere. Owens. Owens. <laughs> everyone's misconception about poo is what it takes to treat it. Okay. Like, what do they think? They're just shocked. They just don't see. know. They just they think just, it's a simple process. They just have process. no idea. Yeah. They don't even... I, I think people just don't even know how, like, you conceptually what happens. You get it there. You spray some Febreze on it. You right. call it good. No, I mean... <laughs> Shipping south. That's not something people probably think about yeah. in their day-to-day life is, like, what does it take to clean wastewater? Right. So, because uh. it's got to disappear it's it's got to go somewhere you gotta do something with it so it needs to be clean enough that you can send it back out into the world and people are shocked so what in a very basic if you could how many how many basic steps does it take would you um say? let's see for our treatment depends on the treatment plan right um, for what we do for for the mendenhall treatment plant which is where i have my little diagrams um let's see one two Three, about three. Okay, so what three are, steps. how would you how would you broadly describe those three steps? Step number one to treatment. Step, treat step number one. Step remove one. the weird stuff that people flush down the toilet, which we've talked about before. Yes, including um, glitter and Skittles. Thanks a lot. Skittles Andy. wipes. Andy, thanks a lot. <laughs> sure, I'm proud. <laughs> I studied the volume of wipes for Skittles. I mean, yeah, you you go through a lot of Skittles. I do. It's true. <laughs> and you don't come back. And you yeah. don't chew. No. Well, <laughs> if I try to cut back on my Skittles, I'm not just pouring them directly into the toilet. Now too, yeah. <laughs> Healthier for you. me. Thank so you. you're welcome. So you get out, get rid of the weird stuff. So what you're left with is really solid waste, just poo without the weird stuff in it. Uh, you also have a significant. It's still very liquidy. Yeah. Okay. Still very liquidy. Um. So as of that next point, the poop and pee are all still together. Step two. Step two is biological treatment. So the bread and butter of wastewater treatment Ugh. is it's just oh. terrible. <laughs> is that just terrible? Why did you use that? Release the bread and butter. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Nut filled pumpernickel. <laughs> oh come on. Okay, bread and butter of poo treatment. Oh come on. <laughs> okay, everybody. So the bread and butter. The the delicious bread and butter combination. We would not have wastewater treatment without microbes. My, they are they are what makes the they are poo what world makes around. the poo world go around. So similar to the microbes that live in your gut that break down food. Hey, guys. We have microbes <laughs> that break down the organic components in wastewater. So it's not microbes? just pathogens. Microbes, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
how do you guys know what it sounds like in there without having never been? To I like to. I have a microphone actually down in my gut. I just. Oh, that was the that. direct. That was, yeah, okay. yeah, that, actually, that was a direct that was, quote. That was actually directly from inside. Yeah, I had a hot dog today too, so they're pretty active. Oh boy, active. Costco. Yeah. No, Parker Wilson's. Oh, it was hey. hot national yeah, hot dog right. days. Yeah. Chicago that was style a beautiful looking brat they put oh, on there. Man, it was delicious. Brought back a lot of memories. Yeah. Okay, so microbes. Microbes. Microbes break down. A lot of the so cleaning poo is not just a matter of getting rid of the pathogens and the stuff that can make people sick. There's lots of other things that you have to that you have to think about before you can consider it clean water. Um, so microbes do most of the work. Like, Anyways, like what? So I mean, um, I, so so number one, I'm wondering. So pathogens and things like that. Like, how do you get rid of those? You bleach or you chlorine or you can use either. I'm lots of different ways. Um, our treatment plants, so so that's step number three, Oh, actually. okay. I'm, I'm, sk- I'm sorry. Um, I skipped ahead. But ahead. good segue. Ooh, good segue. Okay. So microbes. Microbes is two. Um, then. Chemical so, is So three. step three is actually step three A and step three B. Okay. Ooh. Because at some point in all wastewater, so all wastewater treatment plants will have something that gets rid of the weird stuff. All wastewater treatment plants will have microbes at some point. All wastewater treatment plants ha- at some point have to separate the solid from the liquid. Okay. Um, so we have basins that a the thousand solids... children to pull out pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Fifth grade science. Uh, what classes. do you think they're doing all yeah. summer? <laughs> um, summer so, camp was horrible this year. <laughs> so that almost always happens in a some sort of settling process. So the solids sink to the bottom, the liquid stays on the top. That's somehow separated. Again, like same any wastewater treatment plant you go to, that's going to be the same drill just different pieces of equipment to do it. Um, So part 3A, disinfection for the liquid. Mm -hmm. So the liquid gets siphoned off or drained off or sucked off or whatever. And our treatment plants primarily use UV light. Our small package plant, Bay, does use chlorine still. Oh, UV Um, light. UV light. Very similar. I mean, these, these UV bulbs are Basically the same as a tanning bed bulb, but we have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And like, so yeah. the water flows through it. The pathogens get deactivated. And once they go out the other end, that water is ready to be just discharged. Does the water have to have a certain level of clarity to be able to use Turbidity. that? Tur- turbidity is actually not. It used to be part of our. So another component of wastewater treatment is you have to test the water that you're sending out into the environment. Every state has regulations. Mm. EPA has regulations. Just so, like a brewery tests, taste tests beer, you have to test your product. We do not taste test. I didn't say. Making an <laughs> and we're, analogy here. We're required analogy. by law to do this testing. <laughs> More like a, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, so as, as the water leaves the treatment plant, we have samplers that sample it and then we run tests on it to make sure it's safe to go job. into the Those environment. Guys. Samplers? It's actually an automatic sampler that sucks it it's there's just like a hose that runs into the wastewater oh. stream mm-hmm. and then it and it just sucks like it out periodically and then intervals okay yep. sample yeah. it yeah and so then so, so part, that's the water one that's the water side so then part 3b solids treatment and that's the whole another world that we're so currently our solids treatment is to dewater so solids 
when they are sucked out of the bottom of these basins after the microbes are done are, are like 99% water. It's, it looks like a mud puddle, kind of. So mm-hmm. that's what solids are considered in the wastewater world. So obviously you want to get rid of as much water as you can. So almost all wastewater treatment plants have some sort of dewatering component. And that's like a filtration kind of it thing? It could or? be a filtration. Um, we use what's called a belt filter press. It essentially just squeezes the water out. There's two belts that go through roller thingies, huh. and the water gets squeezed out. Um, and that's the stuff that we send to Oregon currently. After it's gotten the water squeezed that's out. Right. It's been squeezed out. And, so and the water is okay, or the water then goes the to water the water treatment? Goes back, yes. The water then <laughs> is circulated back. So 99% of everything you're treating in the water treatment plant is water. Yes. Really? Yeah. Solids um, are, there's, I mean... Compared to the amount of water that gets treated, solids are a smaller component, but still a pretty big deal because we process a lot. So the water is mostly from the sewage system itself when people flush. And, and from sinks. Sinks. And showers. Other great water sources. And what about storm drains? That We only f- have... Um, we, we used to have before. a lot more combined. It's called combined sewer overflow. Mm. Um, so, But like your normal storm drain goes directly into the ocean. So, oh, okay. mm. so think about that when you're, if you've got an oil leak on yeah, your car and stuff yeah. like that, don't do it. It's going into the ocean where our fish live and everything like that. Pour it down your toilet like you should. Don't do that either. <laughs> Take it to the Sounds about right. Waste. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? No? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> giving the wrong message again. First it's wipes. <laughs> oh, now you're I trying know, to... Andy. Come on. You're trying to kill my microbes. <laughs> That's right. That kills your microbes, yeah. right? Yeah. Microbes. Yeah. Ah. And sometimes, sometimes we do... Yeah. Do you have massive die-offs of microbes? Sometimes. Do you have to buy we don't, new we ones? We have zero control over what comes through the door. So if right. somebody just dumps some stuff down the drain, it's going to come to us. Oh, and we great. don't... Like, there's no, like... There's no like emergency like sample or thing in the sewer lines. It's like alert, alert. There's a bunch of there's diesel bunch coming. Of, right. That's, like it mm. just comes. So and what all happens of our... when you have a massive microbe die off? The... So why would like a like a like a you know worst case scenario kind of thing? I mean, it may not have happened yet at, ever at, at at your wastewater treatment plant. But if that were to happen, if a massive amount of something that killed the microbes, how would you know first of all and find out? And then how how would you replenish it? Well, a lot of times, it, depending on what the contaminant was, you can, if there's enough of it to actually kill off all of our microbes, there's probably going to be some sort of smell. So we've, we, we've been able to walk into different buildings at our treatment plants before, and it just smells like diesel. Oh, and is it Meaning too? that somebody probably is, lifted up a manhole and dumped a bunch wow. of stuff down there that they wow. shouldn't have. That's and way diesel is kind of diesel. diesel's kind of the typical contaminant that's, that's like that? I mean... Yeah. I mean, so it's it's hard to say. It's plentiful. Like yeah. it, when that happens, we try to like get a sample and try to figure out what it is. But at the end of the day, it doesn't do much good because it's already in the system. There's nothing we can do about it. We just have to hope that our microbes survive and treat it as best it can. So what normally happens is the quality of the water we send out into the environment is much poorer. Oh, and so, it's just, so yeah. sometimes that causes mm-hmm. us to violate our permits and stuff like that. Um, but I, again, we like we don't have any control over what comes through the door, which is why what you flush and what you send down the drain is really important. It has a huge impact. And and we've been talking about microbes, but I haven't really thought about what microbes. 
Like what um, kinds of microbes? And you must cultivate these very specific kinds of microbes to do that processing, right? Is that well, they kind of just, the, the environment, they're very similar to microbes that live in soil. So like when you, if, when you have um, a septic tank and you have that runoff and it goes through those first couple inches of soil, those microbes break down. They're the just stuff. there. They're, they're just, just there. They're just yeah. doing their mm. thing. And they so they do a similar job. So, so we you guys have don't like, buy a bag of microbes and pour it in there? No, we have the we keep we keep our mi- microbial populations alive. So You're ranchers. They eat Yeah. 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 Poo ranchers. So <laughs> when the water is being drained off and the solids are being sucked out, we're not sucking out all of the stuff that's in the tank. We leave a significant mm-hmm. portion in there because that's our microbial population. Like a base. Or a sourdough. A sourdough. Exa- a sourdough is maybe a better... Are you hungry, Will? Mm. <laughs> all this talk. Mm. I love the idea of microbe ranchers. Yeah, it, it, it's very much like a sourdough. You always, you always yeah. leave a little bit, and yeah. then you feed it, the food being the incoming raw wastewater, and you keep the populations going. So when we have a huge kill, um, yeah, the we just got to deal with it. And sometimes we'll have to, like, if it's really bad, sometimes we'll have to, like, drain a tank and clean it out and then seed it with some other we, – we have – our, we have we have multiple sources like we can if we really need to we can bring some we can bring some microbes from one treatment plant to another to sort of like start the process again if it's really bad um do you have certain microbes that like you have certain tanks that are like oh that's a good those microbes are yeah, really working so, super so microbes that's, that's like when you tank talk to some of the two. operators that have been around for a while they they know like tank four is a pain in the butt and that one's having problems but tank two oh she's she's a beauty and she's running really well and the these these tanks there this is probably like one of the most interesting things about wastewater treatment plant is these like these tanks are are their own ecosystems they are alive and hmm. they need food and they need air and they reproduce and they die and so an unspoken they, love, they lose the who knows what they're going through down there? <laughs> they, they have a whole. It's part of the whole. <laughs> they have a whole world that yeah. you know they're wow. they're just they're they're alive, and so that's like an unspoken part of a wastewater treatment plant operator's day is to keep these tanks alive. So they're they're sampling the tanks daily. How are the tanks doing? What like what's the problem? Do we need to add more air? Do we need to do this? Do, do we need sure. to get rid wow. of more? Is it kind of acting funny? Do we need to remove more solids? To kind of start, so when your sourdough goes bad, if you don't feed it for a while and it gets funky or something, you remove, you sacrifice most of it, you leave a little bit behind, and you kind of start over again. So, do we need to do that? So, is there somebody with like levers? In my mind, they have levers of like they can route the waste like to a certain tank. Fortunately, so we do have oompa loompas. We don't. And then it just like, (laughs) or is it more like Star Trek? Mostly, it's done with computers. I hate to tell you, okay. But there are some valves that are like big wheely things that you turn. Like that's what I'm talking about. So they're like, we got a bad load coming in. We need to send that to tank four because tank four is the only one that can handle it. Yeah, I've actually turned so like. At the Mendenhall Wastewater Treatment Plant, we have two gates that the wastewater can come through, like mm-hmm. w- right when it's coming through the door. And sometimes we'll need to do maintenance on one of the channels, so we got to open up the other one. 
And so it's like a big wheel that this you... Is, burp, yeah. burp, 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 this burp. is like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Cool. There's a chocolate river chocolate, going to the middle, yes. and there's a little race of people that yeah. turn the trees, and they, they come out, they oop da oop da loop poop poop I've got another riddle for you. Has there ever been a time when, like, you had to run Augustus over Gloop, to the... No! You had to, like, run over to the wheel and, like, turn it really fast for some reason? Has that ever happened? Uh, not me personally. Okay, but like, has it been like, oh my god, we need to switch the gate close right now? Close the hatches! Yes, close the hatches! Not, not to my knowledge. Oh, man. My no. <laughs> god, it's loose. Andy's in the valley! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the tremendous pressure will blow behind him. <laughs> Don't worry. It must be released. <laughs> yes. Somebody's down there like Spock at the end of Rathacon, just turning a wheel, the sacrificing himself. The many. At one. At the one. He was the most. Well, uh, we've learned a lot today. We learned about the loves and losses of the microbes. The ecosystems. And, uh, ecosystem. The microbe plan. wranglers out there. Ranching microbes. Yeehaw! Yeah. You ever get the rustlers out there rustling up? They're trying to rustle up our microbes. Get out there. <laughs> yep. That's, that's all. Yeah. That's, that's all exactly what it's that's like. Exactly. <laughs> Just daily fighting off the rustlers, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Marissa Capito, thank you so much. Sure thing. So interesting right. to find out about the uh, inner workings of poo here on Poo Corner. We also talked about oh, your yeah. love of Juno jingles. Oh, yeah. What's a Juno jangle? Live your dreams with Alamarine. We've got what it takes to <laughs> get you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I messed it up. <laughs> I was trying to sing it, but then I forgot the words. Is that an original or is that a real commercial? That's an original. No, wow. that's a real that, commercial. That one, it's an original real commercial. It's an old one. It's for old. It's not for Alamarine lines. It's uh, for this old Alamarine used to run a boat. Shop. They still have one, actually. Yeah. Was it in Sitka? Sitka, yeah. They yeah. still build boats. Yeah. yeah. So they had it here, and it closed here. But it used to be, live your dreams with Alan Reed. We got what it takes to get you there. It was like Whoa. this kind of rep metal riff. Yeah. Surprised you don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. No, that that's one probably from your childhood. One of the ones you remember and like. Um, I always loved the Boinkles commercials. Mm. Um, Boinkles. Well, there's the classical music one that still comes on. Yeah. TV. Oh, yeah. Jeff Brown produced a lot of those oh, right really? here at KTO. Yeah. Jeff Brown was the producer of a ton of those Bullwinkles ones. And then there was like the pizza professor yeah. guy. And then there was the kid dreaming at night about... I've been continuing my studies of the best pizza in the world. Yes. <laughs> the world. Okay, so that's Bullwinkles. What are the other ones? Um, yeah. The Nugget Mall yeah. jingle now was that's a Steve great Nelson one. Oh, yeah. was working for the Nugget Mall yeah. for a long time. Man, back in Nugget Mall's peak heyday. He Nugget Mall that. was a great, it was a real mall. It was, it was a, a mall. Yeah. It was a mall was with a an orange long... Julius. Yeah. Whoa. It yeah. had that orange Julius Big right time. in the middle. It had a footlocker across in the orange Julius. Footlocker. KB Toys. We had a footlocker, KB Toys. We had a, a Payless, not the shoe store, but like the weird... Like it was like a dollar store. Yeah, called they had Payless. a Payless dollar mm-hmm. store. They had Plum a, Tree, where all of like the good Doc of, Martens. Like, you get yeah, the Doc Martens where, at Plum that's Tree. where all the cool kids shopped. Yeah. I never was able to shop there, but that's where you got your <laughs> Calvin Kleins and your Doc Martens. They had a store that was just like kind. full of poo-pourri. 
Mm. Yeah, there was yeah. a weird potpourri store, yeah. which I have no idea how they stay. No, Does Juno have that big of a market for potpourri? I don't know. I don't no, know. When you go there, you can still see the faint outline of KB Toys. And once oh. they moved out, no one, I don't think anyone no. ever went back into that one space. No. Oh. And then what was, was it Lamont's? Lamont's! Lamont's was the, was the see department store. See the scar on my forehead? I got that in Lamont's. Wow, doing what? <laughs> Crawling around under shelves or something? I was or? three years old, and I really didn't want to leave Lamont's, apparently. My mom was trying to get me to go, <laughs> and I ran away and was, like, running through the coat racks, and I tripped and fell on a coat rack and sliced my noggin open. Oh, no. And I had to get some stitches, and I don't really... I remember running, but I don't really remember anything after that. It was traumatic. And um, your parents sued Lamont's, and that's why it closed. That's why it closed, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> my, mom, my mom said that the, that the lady, like, the sales lady got a first aid kit, but her hands were, like, shaking so bad that she... Because, you know, like, head wounds sure. oh, may not be bleed. bad, but they always, oh, like, bleed. Yeah. They're really Hell, bleeding. yeah. And then, yeah, and then I had to go get stitches. But oh, I loved Lamont's. Really it was a, loved Lamont's. It was a, and I love the name. Lam- Who's Lamont? Lamont? I need to know. Well, he's Sanford and Son. He's the kid in Sanford and Son. Yeah. Oh. Lamont. Give me that Lamont. That's, that's what Red Fox was cat. always yelling at was Lamont. I'm going to name a cat Lamont. Lamont. Lamont you good. should. <laughs> so do you remember the Nugget Mall jingle? Like Nugget Mall, the natural choice. And then it was just instrumental for a while. Dun, 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 dun. The natural choice. Meow. And during that montage, like during that instrumental part, they were just like flashing to the different stores. Like, oh, there's a shop here. Yeah. Or here. Or here. But now, if they were to redo that, the commercial would only be. Three seconds long. Yeah. You can shop here. No, get mauled that with this again. <laughs> Empty store. So Aww. did store. Men Hall ever have rival commercials? No. Men at Hall, Men at Hall, Men at Hall. We should. <laughs> we should make one, actually. Utter culture. Um, Montgomery Ward. There is, public is library. an incredible YouTube yeah. video of Weird Al signing autographs in the Men at Hall Mall. Now, that, I'm sure, was taken by Steve Nelson. I'm telling you, Steve is throughout this. The other thing at Mennonel Mall was Penguin Classics Furniture used yes. to be in there. And this wild guy named Mitch was the owner of Penguin Classics. And we, we should get Steve to tell stories yeah, about Mitch because he was fun. a wild man. But he was a really wild guy. And he used to do these commercials. He'd wear a full white tuxedo. And he would do this Penguin <laughs> Classics commercial and say, you know, we got Lazy Boys. We got, you know, that's just like that kind of thing. But it was really small town, yeah, you know. I love it. It was cool. So apparently my dad was in, back when the Bergman was a nice place to go. That was for never. Dinner. That was, oh, you mean the <laughs> grub steak? Yeah, the grub steak. Yeah, the grub steak. The grub my steak. Dad was made in, out of grubs. My dad was in a commercial. For yeah, the grub steak. Just so if up. anyone out there has a copy of that commercial somewhere. Nice. I'd love to see it. He at I've, the time he had a giant. My dad has a very curly hair. He had a huge fro. His aim was to not be able to fit through a doorway. He almost succeeded. <laughs> wow! And so his role, he like he was supposed to carry around a violin case and like be a mobster. The grub, the grub steak was I where you came if you did before. your mob business. I think we might that? have what? I think, don't we have is like some of that old Lyle stuff that we have? Did Lyle Hebert film that? Do you know? Might I have, have no might idea. Have Steve or Lyle or something. I Most of the seem guys to remember doing Steve gave us all that old Lyle stuff for <gasps> Founders Day, and I remember like a mobster themed steakhouse grub well, steak. That's, it. Kind that's of my commercial. dad. 
Wow. He's in there. Let me dig that out. Oh, right. Let's see if we can get that. I mean, Woo! now it's a lot like I hope I find it now. <laughs> Making connections. I just on said from that. Nowhere. I remember I watching. It. I was like, what is this? Like, it just starts. Us, like, I'll tell you what that is. That's great. Yeah. It's like, what is happening? It's like weird mobster music and guys in suits. Like, yeah. The grub steak. Yeah. yeah. When the Alaskan used to have hot tubs in oh, the basement. I was, I've been to those. Ooh, me too. Oof. That was like where we you went. You did? Yeah. Really? When I was a very young child, that's where we went for like a, a special treat on Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> 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 Just family <laughs> outing. That makes me <laughs> ill oh because I... <laughs> Like, yeah. Also, anyway, <laughs> those hot tubs. Oh, I'm glad God. I was too young to know. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know, oh. amazing, Ooh, amazing hour, immune right? system. Between that and where you work, yeah. you are gonna live forever. Uh, yeah. You would go down this dank, this 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 damp hallway. Not dank. Dank and damp hallway. Dank. You'd go down. Number one, you'd go into the Alaskan bar, and then you'd go down where those stairs. You know where the stairs used mm. to be, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, you go down yeah. into the basement, and you'd go in there, and you'd go past. It's kind of like those. Uh, you know, it's supposed to look like a Japanese bath, I think, sort of, right? So it's all kind of untreated <laughs> wood, but kind of not terrible wood, and then sort of that opaque glass stuff. Uh-huh. Up, and there were all separate rooms, yeah. and you would rent the room by the hour. <laughs> And in the middle of the room was a hot tub, and you just, you know, you do what you had to do, do for do an hour, and then you got out of there. Yeah. yeah. When you slunk into the night. Wow. <laughs> it's like a creature of the underdark. Yeah. We're home to watch yeah. cartoons. Good Lord. Right. Yeah. Terrible just memories. pruny and wrinkled and full of shame. Oh. Now, that hot tub did not contain water, Andy. No, no, it didn't need any water Ooh. at that point. Yeah, no. Man. Just the, just the, yeah, just the sweat of sinners. <laughs> Ugh. And Her- apparently small children. <laughs> Family <laughs> out here. I'll put that one on my dad, too. Uh, I bet that was his yeah. idea. Thank him for the hot tub. <laughs> well, save money. Yeah. He'll put hair on her chest. Have fun down here for an hour. We're going to be upstairs drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go, kids. Hot tub, hot tub, that was, hot that tub. That was parenting in the 80s and 90s. That was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That's hey. what you did. Wow. That's what yeah, you, that's what you no. did. That's it for today's Bridge from Nowhere. Thanks to Marissa Capito for joining us for the whole show today. For more information on Cape Decision Lighthouse, you can go to capedecisionlight.org. Thanks to our house band, George Kuhar and Steve Nelson. They are coolson. Thanks to Jeff Brown, Cheryl Snyder, Scott Burton, and Shelley Delaney and the whole KTO crew for their help. Thanks to everyone who listens, whether you love us or you haven't made up your mind. You can download Bridge from Nowhere from iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts, or you can go to bridgefromnowhere.com. That's it. We've burned another bridge.